This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. A lot of news to cover today. We're going to get into all the news from the Capitol hearing on the insurrection from January the 6th. Lots of testimony to cover. Plus, court in New Jersey rules that a woman doesn't have to take down her fuck Biden signs. I'm happy about that because I am a proponent of free speech. So is the ACLU who defended her. Missouri is being forced to expand Medicaid after after the people voted for it. They're having to be forced by a court to actually expand it. We're going to talk about the financial cliff many Americans are facing following this weekend. First Amendment, fuck the world. The warlord. Buffalo is trying to get rid of their mayor, the position of mayor. And I wonder why. I wonder why they might be exploring options to get rid of the position of mayor. It certainly doesn't have anything to do with the mayor-elect that's going to be taking office soon. Plus, Tokyo is seeing a record Rise in COVID cases. Good thing nothing is going on in Tokyo right now. It might be a mass gathering. Plus, by the end of the show, you're going to see Prairie Dog Chuck. And he's a fucking cutie. We're going to start off tonight with the January 6th insurrection. As you can see, NBC News covering the... House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy here. McCarthy spoke this morning before the hearing started. McCarthy spoke about 8 o'clock Eastern Time. The hearing started about 8.30, I believe. Because I I was still up. I almost streamed it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to make it through the whole hearing having stayed up all night. So I did not stream it this morning. But McCarthy held a press conference to counter the hearing before the hearing even started. Let's hear what he has to say. Each of us are indebted to our brave Capitol Police officers. I'm, I'm high as fuck, but I'm not high enough for this shit. Prepared to defend us. On January 6th, these brave officers were put into a vulnerable and impossible position because of the leadership at the top has failed. Yet yeah, Trump, Trump, Trump. Not only did Trump fail in his duties as president, he incited an insurrection and led his supporters over to the Capitol, but I don't think that is the conclusion that Minority Leader McCarthy is going to come to here. December 14th, the leadership knew there was a problem. There, sir, sir, back in 2014, congressional leadership knew there was a problem with this man (laughs) over your shoulder who is Jim Jordan, who helped cover up sexual abuse at Ohio State University. Inspector General report told us there was failed 
leadership at the top of the police for the training. Rodney Davis will speak in a moment. See, look, Jim Jordan's even hanging his head in shame because I called him out on that. Structure of the Capitol Police would change. We had many failures within the leadership. You had a chair of House administration with responsibility that did not come to the Capitol for more than six months. First time showing back up on January 3rd to vote for the Speaker. No hearings about the IG report. No movement of Rodney Davis's bill. There's questions into the leadership within the structure of the Speaker's office. Were there- There's questions into the leadership of the GOP of which you, you, are a member of. That all of America wants to know the answers to. Why were we ill-prepared for that day, and how can we make sure that it will never happen again? But unfortunately, don't elect a despot. Speaker Pelosi will only pick on people onto the committee that will ask the questions she wants asked. That becomes a failed committee and a failed report, a sham that no one can believe. If you want the true answers, do not be afraid of the questions that will get asked. And drive the evidence to wherever it comes forward. Fucking Jim Jordan and and uh, fucking Banks. Have an open and fair. Oh, that was wild. Questions being asked. I think that was the hill. I don't like. That wasn't like a Vic Berger edit on this video. With the Republicans that are able to be on the committee that have jurisdiction. Yeah, this is the hill. And the ability to ask the tough questions that can get the right answers. It's unfortunate we start with a committee chair who will tell you everything's on the table except the speaker's office. How can you ever get to the bottom? Of the questions. How can you ever get? To what the fuck does the speaker have to do with any of this shit? But that—that's all they're going to harp on. Uh, Elise Stefanik. To Kevin McCarthy's right there. She also spoke this morning. There's a reason that Nancy Pelosi is the most disliked elected official in America. Yes, yes, because she is a neoliberal shit-sucking parasitic oligarch. Not the reasons that you're getting ready to state, which are conspiracy theory bullshit. She always puts her own partisan politics over what's best for the American people. She's an authoritarian who has broken the people's house. She is a lame duck speaker and... Remember, remember, Trump always puts himself in front of anything and everything. And he's an authoritarian. Everyone knows it. The reason why Nancy Pelosi is refusing to seat accomplished and well-respected, hard-working Republicans like Jim Jordan and Jim Banks is because... Jim Jordan is not well-respected! Every time I see his weaselly little face, I bring up the fact that he covered up sexual abuse at Ohio State University. Jim Jordan is not respected! She doesn't want the American people to know the truth or learn the facts. She doesn't want a fair or bipartisan investigation. She wants a political one. It is a fact that on that in December of 2020. That's weird. She named two Republicans to her picks. Aware of potential security threats to the Capitol and she failed to act. It is a fact that the U.S. Capitol Police raised concerns 
And rather than providing them with the support and resources they needed and they deserved, she prioritized her partisan political optics over their safety. The American people deserve to know the truth that Nancy Pelosi bears responsibility as you want to know the truth for the tragedy that occurred on January 6th. And it was only after Republicans started asking these important questions that she refused to seat them. House Republicans. No, 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 no. And support our law enforcement officers to make sure this never happens again in the U.S. Capitol, the people's house. That is a wild thing to say before a whole bunch of police officers are going to get up and testify that they really don't like you people <laughs> and that you don't support them. <laughs> that's, I, and I assume that's one of the reasons they wanted to get out front of the hearing with this kind of press conference. You say it's not bipartisan, but Nancy Pelosi gets to show that you guys are gigantic babies who didn't want to participate, and she's got the bipartisanship because she's got Kinzinger and Cheney. You want to talk about the truth? Let's look at the truth. Newly released footage today from the hearing of the Capitol riot, never before seen until this morning. See some of what our witnesses saw on January 6th. Let's see the video, please. But please be advised that it contains graphic images. Content warning fuckers. And strong language, which many may find disturbing. That's what we came for. That's what this show's all about. boots on the ground here we're moving on to capital now i'll give you a boots on the ground update here in a few multiple capital entries multiple capital entries fuck you police i mean my sentiment exactly, but for completely different reasons. Also, I watched the New York Times piece. I don't know if they're going to show something I hadn't seen until just a, uh, like a week ago. Uh, the New York Times did like a six-month update, and they, they had cell phone footage from the crowd as Trump is speaking and saying, like, uh, uh, you got to fight. You can't go without whatever the fuck he said during the speech. The people with their cell phones are like, take the Capitol. Yeah, we're going to storm the Capitol. Yeah, God, we're going to take that Capitol. Oh, sharp and optics, missiles to include bottles and rocks and hand-thrown chemical-grade fireworks. <laughs> Effectively a riot. 1349 hours declaring it a riot. Effectively a riot. Go 
Okay, guys. Um, apparently, this tip of the spear has entered the Capitol building. Was that Rand Paul? Did I just see Rand Paul running for his life? Rand Paul, who has downplayed this multiple times. Cops just standing there letting him do it. Wow. They're spraying some kind of a chemical into the tunnel where the officers had retreated to. You're traitors! I, I had not seen that phone call part. Ring, ring, banana phone. They've got the gallows set upside this Capitol building. It's time to start fucking using them. That's a, that's a weird thing because their defense have been like, you couldn't use that gallows. It was too small. It had a nail sticking out of it. I've heard people defend. That wasn't a real gallows. But apparently the internal community, we need to start using the gallows. Fuck! The next trip. Fucking wow. Now, apparently, that brought a tear to both Kinzinger and Cheney's eyes. I didn't include that clip, because who gives a shit? Here is Officer Hodges 
Talking about why the people we just watched are terrorists. But I can see why someone would take issue with the uh, title of terrorist. It's gained a lot of uh, notoriety in our vocabulary in the past few decades. And uh, we like to believe that, no, that couldn't happen here. No, no domestic terrorism, no homegrown threats. But I came prepared. U.S. Code, Title 18, Part 1, Chapter 113, B as in Brown, Section 2331. The term domestic terrorism means activities that involve acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the United States or of any state, and B, appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population or to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion or to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping and occur primarily within the territorial jurisdiction of the United States. And I call her the queen of the... But I can see why. ...else of hypocrites... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to green here in just a second. That auto played. More of the testimony, Officer Fanone. He has been one of the most vocal. He was the one that was on CNN a lot. What makes the struggle harder and more painful is to know so many of my fellow citizens, including so many of the people I put my life at risk to defend are downplaying or outright denying what happened. I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them. I believe he's talking to you, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. I think he's talking to you, Leader Stefanik. Whatever the fuck, the the third in line in the House, I forget what her fucking title is. The third in line in GOP leadership in the House the people in this room but too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad the indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful damn my law enforcement career prepared me to cope with some of the aspects of this experience being an officer you know your life is at risk whenever you Stefanik is the chair of the House Republican Conference. That was the title I was trying to think of. You walk out the door, even if you don't expect otherwise law-abiding citizens to take up arms against you. But nothing, truly nothing, has prepared me to address those elected members of our government who continue to deny the events of that day. And in doing so, betray their oath of office. This is just like an hour or two after Stefanik said what we heard earlier, that she supports the police. Here's a cop running her down. Those very members whose lives, offices, staff members, I was fighting so desperately to defend. I agreed to speak here today and have talked publicly about what happened. Because I don't think our response to the insurrection should have anything to do with political parties. I know that what my part Well, that, that's impossible because it's like the sole domain of one political party. They're the ones that committed the insurrection. Suited up for on January 6th, 
didn't have anything to do with political parties or about politics or what political party any of you public servants belong to. I've worked in this city for two decades, and I've never cared about those things, no matter who was in office. I'm sure they're calling you a libtard, sir. You and the public. So you can do your job in service to this country and for those whom you represent. I appreciate your time and attention. I look forward to the committee's investigation, and I am hopeful with your commitment we as a country will confront the truth of what happened on January 6th and do what is necessary to make sure this institution of our democracy never falls into the hands of a violent and angry mob. Well, not if the Republicans have anything to do with that. recognize the officers who responded that day, many unsolicited in their countless acts of bravery and selflessness. It has been 202 days since 850 MPD officers responded to the Capitol and help stop a violent insurrection from taking over this Capitol complex, which almost certainly saved countless members of Congress and their staff from injury and possibly death. The time to fully recognize these officers is now. Thank you again for the opportunity to provide my testimony here today. No, they're going to run you down in a press conference outside of the hearing. They're not going to recognize you. Tear from Sergeant Gunnell. This Cheney questioning him on Trump's comments. Again, thank you to all of our witnesses for um, your heroism and your bravery that day and also for, for being here today uh, and, and telling your story. Um, and, and I certainly join the chairman and every member of this committee in our commitment to making sure we get to the truth uh, and uh, that those who did this are accountable. Um, Officer Gunnell, I'd like to uh, ask you, you described in your testimony that it was, you said it was like a medieval battlefield, um, that what you were subjected to that day was something like a medieval battlefield. You said we fought hand to hand and inch by inch to prevent an invasion of the Capitol by a violent mob intent on subverting our democratic process. and, and is it the case that as you were fighting there, you you were not aware that that the Capitol had been breached elsewhere? I, I believe you said that you really thought that was you were the last line of defense. Is that right? That is correct. Um, and so, uh, Officer Grinnell, when you um, think Sorry. about that and and share with us the vivid memory of of the cruelty and the violence of the assault that day, um, and then you hear uh, former President Trump. Say, quote, it was a loving crowd. A loving crowd. In the crowd. How does that make you feel? It's upsetting. It's a pathetic excuse for his behavior for something that he himself helped to create. This monstrosity. I'm still... Not helped. He created it. The Republicans helped him. Recovering from those hugs and kisses that day that he claimed that so many writers, terrorists, were assaulting us that day. If that was hugs and kisses, then we should all go to his house and do the same thing to him. To me, it's insulting. Sir, sir, that will get you a visit from Secret Service. (laughs) I guess unless you say it in a congressional hearing. 
things is demoralizing uh, because everything that we did was to prevent every one in the capital from getting hurt. And what he was doing, instead of sending the military, instead of sending the support or telling his people, his supporter, to stop this nonsense, he egged them to continue fighting. Well, yeah, because that's what he wanted. Wasn't the lowest West terrorists fighting alongside these officers? And all of them, all of them were telling us Trump sent us. Nobody else, there was nobody else. It's on camera. It was not Black Lives Matter. It was not the FBI. It was his supporter that he sent them over to the Capitol that day. And he could have done a lot of things. One of them was to tell them to stop. He talks about sacrificing, sacrifices, whatnot. The only thing that he has sacrificed is the institutions of the country. Yes. And the country itself only for his ego because he wants to continue do want to he wants the job but he doesn't want to do the job he wants to be a dictator he wants to rule the country he doesn't want to be president now representative Schiff was questioning officer Dunn officer Dunn um just said that you, you described talking to your uh, fellow black officer about what you went through and experiencing uh, those racial epithets. Uh, you asked a question, I think, that I've been haunted by ever since. Is this America? And I, I'm very interested to know your thoughts on the answer to that question. Um, is this America what you saw? Yes, this is America. Guns in my area. Well, uh, thank you for your question. Um, you know, I I said this. I've I've done a few interviews before about what my experiences that day, and I said that um, it was a war that we fought, and a war is composed of a bunch of different battles, and everybody, even sitting at this table fought a different battle that day, but it was all for the same war. Um, and as black officers, I believe we fought a different battle also. And um, I think he's trying to say the crowd was racist as fuck. Our race attacked and just because of the way we look, you know. To answer your question, frankly, I guess it is America. It shouldn't be, but I guess that's the way that things are. It shouldn't be. Condone it. I don't like it. But I mean, if you look at our history of American history, things are countries existed because they beat, they won a war or colonies and state lines and boundaries exist because of violence and wars. Like, so I guess <laughs> it sounds silly, but I guess it is American and it's so. But it's not the it's not the side of America that I like. It's not the side of that any of us here represent. We represent the the good side of America, the people that actually believe in decency and human decency, and we appeal to just the, the good of the good in people. That's what we want to see. Whether we disagree with how they vote on a bill about infrastructure, everybody wants the right thing. 
people to do okay. So that's why I'm glad to see this committee. I, I actually don't believe that. Republican members also. So I, I don't believe everybody wants to do the right thing. It's everybody to be okay. So that's the side of America that I say, yes, this is America. This is the side that I like and the, the side that I acknowledge. So. Officer, thank you. Um, I believe in this country, and I believe in it because of people like you. What does it mean to believe in a country? You don't have to believe in the U.S. It's objectively here. I, I can, like, knock on the ground and show you the U.S. It, it, it exists. understand what the flag means and what our Constitution means. And Also, America is a continent. I'd like to think, uh, uh, as Amanda Gorman so eloquently said, uh, that we're not broken, we're just unfinished. Because if we're no longer committed to a peaceful transfer of power after our elections, uh, if our side doesn't win, then God help us. We deem elections illegitimate merely because they didn't go our way rather than trying to do better the next time, then God help us. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors, if they're born in another country or they don't look like Good evening, Adam! I welcome anyone to lick my face. Well, no, not not during the pandemic. Let's let's settle down. Usually, I'm into it though. God help us. But God help us. Because of folks like you, and Adam, I didn't expect this would be quite so emotional either. But it must be an Adam thing today. Apparently, they just all fucking cried all over each other. With that, Mr. Chairman, I yield back. I mean, I understand it's emotional because, like, these are events that they lived through. It's very personal for them, but still. Now, going back to uh, Officer, no, Sergeant. Oh, shit, did I? I grabbed the wrong clip here. I'm sorry. Right, back to Sergeant Grinnell, who seemingly took a shot at one Mr. Matthew Gates and one Marjorie Taylor Greene. And by 8 o'clock, I was already on my way back, despite, despite her concerns and for my safety. My sense of duty for the country, for the Constitution, at that time, it was bigger than even my love for my wife and my, my son. I put that ahead. And for me, it's confounding that some people who have sworn off elected officials, including people in the military uh, that I've seen at the lower stairs fighting against me, they sworn off and they're forgetting about that oath. They're not putting the country before the party. And that's what bothers me the most. Because I, as a uh, former soldier, I know what that inherits, that wolf. And I was willing, I'm still willing to do that. And 
You got people right now in front of the Justice Department asking to release some of the very same people to be released, even though we are testifying about the trauma and the agony and everything that happened to us. It's pathetic. And they shouldn't be elected official anymore. They shouldn't be an elected official anymore. How is Matt Gates still in Congress? Now, he mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, were in front of the Justice Department protesting to have the, the prisoners from the Capitol riot released. They held this press conference. We got some cat ass on camera now. But there were some protests uh, coming after them. We are looking for the truth, and we believe the truth can be found. Oh, my God. That was just traitors and rapists. Traitors and rapists sit down. Yes. I guess this press conference didn't go the way you planned, uh, the way you thought it would. Did it, Miss Green? Reaching out and answering and asking the right questions to the right people. Listen, there's another thing. The taxpayers of this country pay all of these people's salaries and they owe the people of this country the answers to the questions. The left is interrupting the press conference. The left is interrupting the press. The fucking people are protesting this nut job. Thank you. For those of you that really... Stupid ass Louis Gobert. Thank you. Matt Gates. And Marjorie Taylor Greene whisked away. Like they're fucking Lady Gaga or something. I was just making a joke when I said I'd knock on the ground, Adam. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now, speaking of Matt Gaetz, who I have no clue how how he is still in Congress... Interesting story coming to us from Vice. Creepy Matt Gates is getting dragged on TikTok by his fiance's sister. Roxanne Lucky, younger sister of Gates' fiance Ginger Lucky, called the congressman a literal pedophile. Roxanne Lucky, the younger sister of Gates' fiance Ginger Lucky, posted a series of TikToks in the last few days detailing her hatred of Gates, the right-wing Florida congressman who's currently the subject of a federal investigation for potential sex trafficking. Page isn't responding. Lucky has since made her TikTok and Twitter accounts private, but before that, she posted a video of herself with a New York Times story as the background and a Lana Del Rey song as the soundtrack with the caption... When a creepy old man tries to hit on you at the bar, but your sister's engaged to a literal pedophile. Indeed. On Monday, the 20-year-old Lucky, who was an intern in the Trump White House last summer, which she posted about in an earlier video, posted two videos detailing what she said was an attempt by Gates to set her up with a friend who was divorced and in his 40s while she was 19. Lucky said that while she was an intern, the man told her that Gates kept telling me that I should ask you out, that we'd be great together, and that the man pushed her to break up with her boyfriend in order to date him. He later texted me and said, sorry about what I said, I just wanted to get Matt off my back. 
Sure, pal. Sure. Yes, we'll exit page now. I'm... My browser is not responding. The deep state is out to get me. And Smokey is wanting to sit in my lap. Back to the Capitol riot after the hearing ended. Representatives Cheney and Kinzinger gave a bit of a press conference. Let's hear what they had to say. What do you say to Republicans who are now calling for you to be stripped of your committee assignments as a result of you serving on this? Oh, and it will not surprise me that they are going to punish him. Kinzinger probably will be stripped of his committee assignments. He probably won't be in Congress come 2022. Maybe he runs as an independent, which like that was kind of my advice for Cheney. Maybe she can still win in Wyoming as an independent. She is probably almost certainly going to get primaried if there's not already a primary challenger to her. Kinzinger is going to face the same fate. All I have to say to that is we had a big attack on January 6th. We heard very emotional testimony today. And uh, that's what's on the forefront of my mind. And if people want to get petty, um, that's fine. I think that reflects more on people uh, than it does on the situation at hand. Uh, This is a historic moment, and this is a democracy-defending moment. And uh, no matter the consequences, me, and I know Liz will stand and defend democracy. Last question. This this morning, uh, Leader McCarthy and and some of your colleagues were out in front of the Capitol. Their basic message, and I'm boiling it down, was what did Nancy Pelosi know and when did she know it? Um, Some of your other colleagues were down at the Justice Department or will be. Pelosi. uh, January 6th prisoners. What's your read on what other members of your conference are doing with their messaging today? Look, um, almost every member of the Republican conference understood in the in days immediately after January 6th what had actually happened, and many of them said so publicly. Uh, and the fact that uh, so uh, many members of our leaders. And then they saw the polling numbers and saw that Trump didn't lose any popularity among the Republican base. Uh, protesting in front of the Justice Department um, on behalf of those who were part of the insurrection is, is something that I can't explain. Um, uh, I think it's a disgrace. Uh, and I know that this committee will be focused on getting to the truth of what happened. Um, in a non-political, non-partisan way. This is, this is not a political campaign. Uh, this is deadly serious. And we'll, we'll, investigate, we'll investigate every aspect. He just knocked my microphone into my face. He's being very clingy today. The cat ass does make an appearance. Whew. Shitty story here we're getting ready to talk about. Moving on from the Capitol. More injustice in the U.S. Oh, wow! 8.40, it's 8.40 Eastern right now. I don't, is there that much of a delay? I don't know what's going on. My internet was acting weird when I got started. I actually switched servers as I was already streaming. But it seems to be okay, yet there's nobody in here, so I don't know what's going on. 
Also, that I'm I'm also like not on YouTube or Facebook right now, and that's where like half my views come from. So, Daniel Hill sent it, and yes, yes, I'm aware. Like half my views come from Facebook and YouTube, but like virtually all the comments come from Twitch. Daniel Hill sentenced to 45 months in prison for drone leak. A former U.S. Air Force intelligence analyst was sentenced to 45 months in prison Tuesday after pleading guilty to leaking a trove of government documents exposing the inner workings of a severe civilian of the severe civilian costs of the U.S. military's drone program. Appearing in an Alexandria, Virginia courtroom, the 33-year-old Hill told U.S. District Judge Liam O'Grady that he believed it was necessary to dispel the lie that drone warfare keeps us safe, that our lives are worth more than theirs. I am here because I stole something that was never mine to take, precious human life. I couldn't keep living in a world in which people pretend that things weren't happening that were. Please, Your Honor, forgive me for taking papers instead of human lives. I think that's a fucking excellent argument. And, uh... I believe the drone program was exposed as illegal, right? Delivering his judgment, O'Grady said that Hill was not being prosecuted for speaking out about the drone program at killing innocent people and that he could have been a whistleblower without taking any of these documents. Though the nearly four-year sentence fell short of the maximum sentence of 11 years behind bars sought by federal prosecutors, the conviction marked another victory for the U.S. government in an ongoing crackdown on national security leaks that spanned multiple presidential administrations. Yes, this started under Obama. Trump continued it. Biden is continuing it. That was indicted by a grand jury and arrested in 2019 on a series of counts related to the unauthorized disclosure of national defense and intelligence information and the theft of government property, in addition to documents related to how the government chooses its drone strike targets and information detailing how often people who are not the intended targets of those strikes are nonetheless killed. Civilian Casualties Hell also, uh, Hell was also linked to the release of a secret, though, cla- uncla- though unclassified, rule book detailing how the U.S. government places individuals in its sprawling system of watch lists. Long shrouded in secrecy, the release of the rule book has been celebrated by advocacy groups as a triumph of the post-9/11 era. Where are all the right wingers talking about cancel culture and free speech? Where's Tucky Carlson on this one? I thought they had a problem with the surveillance state. Have any of them picked up this story? I'm not aware. Maybe they have, and I don't know about it. Since his indictment more than two years ago, government filings have strongly implied that The Intercept was the recipient of Hell's disclosure. Now, we are reading from The Intercept right now. In a statement on Tuesday, Intercept Editor-in-Chief Betsy Reed said Daniel Hell will spend years in prison for leaking documents that the government implied were published by The Intercept. These documents revealed the truth about the U.S. government's secretive, murderous drone war 
including that the killing of civilians was far more widespread than previously acknowledged. The Intercept will not comment on our sources, but whoever brought the documents in question to light undoubtedly served a noble public purpose. Indeed. But you know what serving a noble public purpose will get you? Fucking nothing. Even if you win an election as mayor, apparently. Buffalo is looking into a plan to abolish the mayor. Now, I'm going to guess before we watch this local news report from WIVB... Channel 4, I'm assuming, out of Buffalo. As we watch this, let's see if they point out the reason why the city of Buffalo may want to get rid of the position of mayor. The Common Council is studying a change in Buffalo's form of government which would abolish the office of mayor. News Force Al Vauders has been looking into how this could shape up, shake up their politics in City Hall. Well, Chris, University Councilman Rashid Wyatt says it comes down to this. Buffalo is one of the poorest cities in the country, and it's been that way for more than 40 years. Governance at City Hall has been the same, and Wyatt says it's time to change. I think it would be insane for us. I think the people of Buffalo agreed and elected someone to initiate that change. Continue with this same, this same form of government that hasn't yielded the results that we would have thought. Councilman Rashid Wyatt says Buffalo needs to look at changing its form of governance, abolishing the office of mayor in favor of a city manager who answers to the common council. And this model, I think, over time was prove itself that it could be the model that can help us turn that side. So, that so an undemocratic position city in the nation. The Common Council approved White's resolution, which directs council staff to study a possible change in the city's form of government. Mayor Byron Brown says Buffalo already has a person to manage the city's affairs, and it's the mayor. It's the mayor, yes. ...has done many good things for the city. Well, there's a huge difference. Uh, the mayor is elected by the people, uh, uh, is directly... Oh, wow, there is indeed a delay, but it doesn't seem to be a delay in the in the chat manager but weird this is so weird without a mayor but tavia which has a city manager who's hired and directed by the city council and log beach city on long island currently everybody votes for the mayor what would uh replace it would be if you can get five of the nine common council members to agree on the city manager they pick who is in charge. Yep. UB political science professor Sean Donahue also points out a city manager form of government could make governance less democratic. You know, you have like absolutely would 66% of the city um, could, could be in a position where they got more than a lot more than their fair share of uh, uh, resources from the city. Um, why would you ever want to give that up? As long as that majority of council members keeps their people happy, Professor Donahue told us why would they want to share it with a minority faction. He also says the change would require a referendum, and that's not likely in this election cycle. Albaters, I'm not sure. Uh, I've never looked into like I I uh, I see people 
doing like watch-alongs and Discord and stuff. I've been meaning to look into that, but I don't really get on Discord. Now, I wonder why the city might want to get rid of the mayor. Did something happen lately that might want to... might motivate them to try to get rid of the mayor of Buffalo? This piece from Vox on June 30th, how a socialist won the Buffalo mayoral primary. India Walton's mayoral primary victory is historic. Can her campaign provide a blueprint for progressive success? She is almost certainly the mayor-elect of Buffalo. She is going to have a challenger in the general, but almost certainly she is going to win. This is the next mayor of Buffalo. A socialist and that is why the city is scared currently now in the neighboring state of New Jersey when I first saw this I don't don't, I haven't read the story yet when I first saw this story I figured it was like a homeowners association was telling them to take it down apparently it's the actual like city Telling the homeowner to take it down. We're going to see the signs here in a second. New Jersey town drops case against a resident over F-bomb anti-Biden flag display after the ACLU intervenes. Now, I'm going to point out for my right-wing friends, they love, 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 love to bash the ACLU. But the ACLU is a wonderful organization that does not discriminate politically. They have defended Nazis when the Nazis had a right to their free speech. And the ACLU came to the defense of this woman, who I assume is a Trump supporter, and had up a flag that says, Fuck Biden, on her property. The town wanted her to take it down, citing obscenity. And the ACLU stopped it. Roselle Park voluntarily dismissed its case in Superior Court on Tuesday against a borough homeowner who hung anti-President Biden flags with the F-word on her fence. The American Civil Liberties Union of New Jersey was representing the homeowner, Patricia Delascio, and her daughter, Andrea Dick, in their appeal to Superior Court in Union County. A municipal court judge earlier this month ruled the homeowner had violated a local obscenity ordinance and ordered them to remove the signs with the F-word or else pay a $250 a day fine. The ACLU of New Jersey Executive Director Amal Sinha said in a statement shortly after the ruling that the dismissal was a First Amendment win for the Roselle Park family and all New Jerseyans. The First Amendment exists specifically to make sure people can express strong opinions on political issues or any other matter without fear of punishment by the government. Today's decision confirms that our position was correct. Roselle Park had no grounds to issue fines for a political sign, and the town's use of its obscenity ordinance infringed upon fundamental rights protected by the First Amendment. It was an uncomplicated case. So there you can see the signs. Trump flipping the bird and it says, fuck Biden, Joe Biden sucks, fuck Biden. Fuck Biden, not my president. Socialism sucks, Biden blows. 
weird. What do you think? Biden is a socialist. Apparently she is indeed a Trump supporter. Her sign says as much. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. But in this in this case, she had every right to do it, and I stand behind her right to do it. Unlike right-wingers who will not come to the defense anytime a lefty is having their speech trampled. Trust me, I know. Superior Court Judge John Deitch accepted Roselle Park Borough's attorney Jared Cantor's application to dismiss the charges against the homeowner. Roselle Park Mayor Joseph Signor, uh, Signorello signaled on CNN over the weekend the borough would likely not continue the legal battle against the homeowner due to costs. You should have done it to begin with due to costs. How much money did you already waste to try to violate the First Amendment, you fucks? He said after the ruling, the borough will look to revise the ordinance. So Dick previously told NJ Advanced Media she hung the signs on the fence. Only three of the signs used the F word, but the mayor said he received complaints from residents because the home was near an elementary school. Well, fuck your kids. Not literally. Don't literally fuck kids. Not good. A code enforcement officer issued a municipal ordinance violation notice last month to the property owner, and then a court summons a few days after the signs were not removed. The code enforcement officer testified the mayor told her about the signs, but did not ask her to issue a summons. Ordinance prohibits displaying any obscene material, communication, or performance, or other article or item which is obscene within the borough. The ordinance defines obscenity in multiple ways, now, there is the problem, including as material that depicts or describes sexual conduct or lacks any serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. This is a Bill Hicks bit. Identity laws are bullshit. Just to make my point. Voters prevail in Missouri this happening last week. 275,000 to gain access to health care. On Thursday, the Missouri Supreme Court ruled that an additional 275,000 low-income individuals in the state are again eligible for publicly funded health care. Missouri voters successfully pushed through a state constitutional amendment on the ballot last August to adopt Medicaid expansion, but the Republican-dominated legislator refused to implement it, prompting Governor Mike Parson, also a Republican, to pull the plug on plans to bolster the health care program. question before the Missouri justices was whether the 2020 ballot item required lawmakers to uh, uh, appropriate money, which would have been a violation of state law. In a unanimous opinion, the state Supreme Court ruled that was not the case, that new Medicaid recipients would join the existing pool of Medicaid recipients in the state, and that lawmakers would have to decide what to do when the current appropriation runs out. The decision does not mean newly eligible Missourians can access benefits immediately. In May, Governor Mike Parson withdrew federal paperwork that set up the enrollment process. His office 
did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Fucking poor people over. Had to wait for snail mail in prison. Speaking of fucking poor people over, let's talk about student loans. Chucky Schumer wrote an op-ed in the USA Today. We're going to read from it. Apparently with uh, Natalia Abrams. I don't know who that is. Biden should extend student loan payment pause and cancel $50,000 for borrowers. He should just cancel student debt, period. But hey, I appreciate the sentiment, Chucky Schumer. Wilson Montoya immigrated to New York from Columbia and went to college to become... These kinds of fluff pieces, which once again, this is an opinion piece by Chucky. He wrote this. I was about to say, these kinds of pieces in news articles are like, you know, those recipes where you gotta read through these personal stories to get to the actual how to make the fucking shit that you looked up. Wilson Montoya immigrated to New York from Columbia and went to college to become a social worker, helping vulnerable people in his community. But like many others, in order to make that dream possible, Wilson was left with 70 grand in student debt that kept getting higher as he tried to pay it off. You know, I haven't looked at mine. I haven't even tried to pay it off. But I ain't paying that shit. Fuck you guys. You're going to forgive it. I ain't paying it. I'll leave the country to avoid it. Fuck you. I ain't paying it. He is far from alone. For many Americans with student debt, the COVID-19 crisis turned their financial difficulties into catastrophes. Even before the pandemic, 43 million Americans owed nearly $1.7 trillion. Now, they didn't used to keep a record of student loan debt back in the 70s because it was insignificant. Now it is $1.7 trillion. But once the economy collapsed during COVID-19 and tens, of American, and tens of millions of Americans lost their jobs and incomes, it became nearly impossible. Luckily, people like Wilson were given a lifeline when the Department of Education paused most federal student loan payments, and again when President Joe Biden extended the pause through this September. Not the only thing that's expiring in September. Over the course of the crisis, the pause on student loan payments has become one of the most effective steps the government has taken to help the American people and provide approximately $72 billion in relief for borrowers and their families. A recent study conducted by the Student Debt Crisis found that 75% of student loan borrowers found, uh, feel that the pause on payments has been critical to their financial well-being. The policy has been a clear success, but it's set to end on September 30th. Should payments resume on October 1st, millions of students, borrowers, and parents will be abruptly pushed back into repayment at the same time, even those who are living paycheck to paycheck or without paychecks at all. This could stall our economic recovery and bring millions of student loan borrowers to the edge of a financial cliff. As I said, not the only thing set to expire in September... 41 days, 20 million Americans will lose unemployment insurance benefits. American Rescue Plan Act 
temporarily increase the duration, coverage, and generosity of unemployment insurance benefits until September 6th of this year. Between June 12th and July 10th, all 25 GOP-led states prematurely eliminated these benefits, these benefit increases for their residents, and the Biden administration declined to use its statutory authority to prevent these cuts. I don't know that he did have the statutory authority. Now, Bernie Sanders tried to get the Department of Treasury to circumvent the states and still pay the people on the PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program, their plus-up benefits. Unfortunately, that didn't go anywhere. Early data from the Census Household Pulse Survey shows that these cuts have been effective at removing people from the unemployment rolls, but not successful at increasing employment. If this data is accurate, then it suggests that when these same cuts hit the more populous other half of the states on September 6th, they will do enormous damage to tens of millions of Americans, and it will. And this is all happening right as COVID cases are skyrocketing. And if you look at the number of cases, the graph goes straight the fuck up. And if it's going straight the fuck up now, that means two to three weeks from now, it's going to be even worse. But now, there might be something happening this weekend that might very well exacerbate that. While unemployment benefits and the student loan pause end in September, this weekend, the federal eviction moratorium expires. Some of your neighbors may be at risk of losing the place they call home. The federal eviction moratorium protecting families from evictions during the coronavirus pandemic is expiring this Saturday. WBF News reporter Jennifer Roberts has been talking with homeless shelters across the Grand Strand and the PD. She's live now. And Jennifer, are they expecting more people to reach out to them? Well, Meredith, the CEO here at New Directions of Horry County tells me it's too soon to know how many families will be seeking their shelter services after the eviction moratorium ends. She also says it's best for families to reach out now. That's because the supply of beds may not meet the demand. Unfortunately, oh, God. we are full. We have waiting lists. New Directions of Horry County says its shelter is staffed for 100% capacity on a regular basis. That means anyone who needs a bed in the shelter after the eviction moratorium ends will likely be on the waiting list. It is heartbreaking for us to have to tell somebody that we don't have a bed available. So, um, again, we don't know what to anticipate when this happens this weekend, but we will talk with anyone. We will help them connect with other resources that might be available. I do expect that going into the fourth quarter that we're going to see um, big increases in the homeless population. The House of Hope of the PD says it already has a plan in place at their shelter locations to help families. A building on our on our property that serves as a local church, the Whosoever Church, that we can pull out additional cots. Um, we will pull out cots and some of the uh, um, living spaces in our shelter. So we do have overflow plans um, in case something like that happens. Over in Lawns, North Strand Housing Shelter says it's almost full. Wish I could tell you that we could make some plans where we could have additional space, but we don't. 
we, we stay close to full all the time. We usually have a backlist, a wait list. Go ahead and place the application. That's the best thing, that's the most proactive thing they can do with us. And if you are in need of help, all of the shelters I spoke with are encouraging you to reach out sooner rather than later. Again, the eviction moratorium is expected to end on July 31st. Reporting from Myrtle Beach, I'm Jennifer Roberts. She says expected. God damn, I hope they extend it. I mean, I do not want to see what happens if they don't. Because it's not like we have data about what happens. Research suggests ending eviction moratoriums led to spiking COVID cases and deaths. A UCLA study found uh, coronavirus spread steadily after states' eviction bans expired. Research by a UCLA-led team has determined that the number of COVID-19 cases and the number of deaths from the disease both increased dramatically after states lifted eviction moratoriums that had been in place to protect people who were struggling to make rent payments during the pandemic. The study found that the number of COVID-19 cases doubled and the number of deaths attributed to the disease increased five-fold in the four-month period after eviction moratoriums expired. Researchers analyzed data from Washington, D.C. and the 43 states that implemented, uh, that implemented eviction moratoriums, 27 of which expired before September, and 17 of which extended at least until September. Seven states never implemented an eviction moratorium. The analysis compared the states that allowed their moratorium to expire to the states that kept them in place. The researchers also accounted for the effects of other public health measures, including COVID-19 testing, school closures, mask mandates, and stay-at-home requirements. The study is published in the American Journal of Epidemiology. So... Eviction moratorium expires this weekend, could double COVID cases. Unemployment has ended in like 27 states. They've had to reinstate it in three thus far, I believe. Other states are suing. It could come back. And people are going to get the opportunity. States that do opt back in... Everybody does get the chance to get the money that they missed from whenever the state cut it off. Not every state has a lawsuit currently. Student loans resume in September. It's a freight train coming right at us. And it's completely fucking preventable. I'm I'm not optimistic about what this fall is going to look like. Even if we don't get crushed by COVID, we're in for a financial crash. The writing is on the wall. These factors led to apparently the first decline in the U.S. population years ever 
combination of high death rates during the COVID-19 pandemic, immigration restrictions, and persistently low birth rates mean the U.S. population might have shrunk in 2020. Till proven otherwise, demography is destiny for countries, and stubbornly low rates of population growth will present major economic and political challenges for the U.S. if they can't be reversed. In half of all U.S. states, more people died than were born in 2020, up from just five states in 2019. Early estimates show that the total U.S. population grew just 0.35% for the year ending on July 1st, 2020. Every type of U.S. Uh, county, from very rural to very urban, saw a decrease in the number of births per death in the second half of the 2010s, though the issue is most extreme in rural America. Deaths from COVID-19 have thankfully fallen significantly in 2021, and in past economic crashes, drops in birth rates have generally reversed when the, re- when the economy recovers. After birth rates peaked in, 20, uh, in 2007, they never fully rebounded following the Great Recession, and it now stands at 1.6 children per woman, well below the 2.1 needed for a population to replace itself. Historically, nearly half of U.S. economic growth has been driven by the expansion of the working age population, which recent federal budget projections suggest will hover barely above zero for years to come, down from 2.5% in the mid-1970s. So COVID contributed to the fact that U.S. is not replacing its population. Which, I mean, who can afford to have a kid in this economy, right? I ain't have no fucking kid. Now, if you guys watch this show frequently, you know one of my major gripes has been the fact that governments are not wanting to... bear the burden of... The mask mandates, which are needed, are desperately needed. And they're wanting to put the onus on average workers, which I think is wrong. And here is a example of why I think that's wrong. Now, the owner of one East Atlanta restaurant say customers have to be vaccinated to eat at Argosy. They're asking customers to bring their vaccination card or a photo of it. The restaurant instituted the policy after several staff members tested positive last week, forcing it to close. They say it's a business decision because they cannot afford another shutdown. We weren't setting out to offend anyone. Uh, We aren't by any stretch uh, promoting mandatory vaccinations. Um, We feel very strongly that this uh, is no different than no shirt, no shoes, no service policy. It's something that uh, public health science shows lowers our chances of uh, contracting and spreading the coronavirus. Since creating the policy, the owner says they have been flooded with angry comments on social media, even death threats. Ah! (laughs) From stupid fucking people! Speaking of stupid people, let's go. That was a restaurant in Atlanta requiring masks and proof of vaccination. Let's go to the 
other side of the country, a Southern California restaurant requiring diners to provide proof of being unvaccinated. Because that makes sense. restaurant known for defying health orders during the pandemic has now put up a sign right outside of their restaurant saying customers must show proof that they are unvaccinated in order to enter. Are they serious? Here's Coco McAvoy. No, it's a it's a publicity stunt. And we're all giving it to them. Restaurant has received death threats and a lot of backlash. However, when he was asked about whether or not the new policy was a joke, he says to tell people to quote, read between the lines. In Huntington- Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not advocating that, you know. I I think the government should extend the eviction moratorium. I think you should pay people to stay home and get this virus in check. I think paying people to stay home will help keep businesses open. I think we've done the the batshit crazy thing from the beginning of this. But this, this is truly batshit. Again, this time, the owner, Tony Roman, put up a sign outside of his restaurant saying customers must show proof they aren't vaccinated to dine there. The announcement is sparking mixed reactions, with some vowing to never dine at the establishment. Others say they still support Basilicos. The food is amazing. The owner, the management, everything. Is Is it worth dying, ma'am? go on camera wouldn't directly say whether or not vaccinated customers would be turned away at the door or how someone would prove they aren't vaccinated it's just their opinion and was probably just a joke but the restaurant's policies haven't been a joke in the past the restaurants defied state shutdown orders and when orange county implemented a mask mandate roman would not let anyone inside of his restaurant who was wearing a mask employees included he spoke to Fox 11 in an interview at the time. Like I, said, I think f- for me, uh, it's a cultural thing. I, they should have arrested this motherfucker. A white flag. Epidemiologist Anne Ramoyne calls the tactics dangerous. This particular situation, inviting only unvaccinated people to be eating together indoors in a restaurant is a very risky situation. Ramoyne emphasizes how the Delta variant is more transmissible, especially for unvaccinated people. I think that that people don't really realize how contagious this particular variant is. The Delta variant has totally changed the game. It's like we're playing a video game and you've gone to the next level. She urges everyone to research... The boss fight is harder. And make informed decisions. Now is we don't have any continues, fuckers. Really um, thinking about whether or not they should get vaccinated and weighing the pros and cons to remember that this is about a community intervention. And the way that we can stop this virus from spreading is to get vaccinated. The owner also says he's going to be making a big announcement tomorrow, but did not say what that announcement would be. I'm Coco McAvoy, Fox 11 News. Oh, good Lord. When did this happen? Published one day ago. Did we get the, did we get the. Get the announcement yet? Let's find out.
Apparently it says they took a PPP loan. That's news within the last few hours here. Not seeing what their announcement today might have been. Website. Interesting. Whatever his announcement was, it broke the fucking internet and you can't even get to this website anymore. Oh, okay. And he took a PPP loan because of course he did. Oh, while I'm on the topic, I don't know if I corrected myself at any point in time, uh, but I've, I've meant to. Uh, it's a common refrain that Lauren Boebert's restaurant took a PPP loan that was actually not true. It was a restaurant with a very similar name. And it wasn't actually Lauren Boebert's restaurant. I do want to credit. She's still a piece of shit for many other reasons. And literally did say that she was on welfare as a kid but didn't depend on anybody. Didn't need a government handout. Fucking stupidest. 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 I'm off to all the tech issues. If you're still watching tonight, we are five minutes behind. I'm. This is not interactive talk tonight. And I'm not high enough for this crazy shit. Especially this motherfucker in Tennessee... Mount Juliet pastor threatens to oust members wearing masks. Now, first of all, this is Pastor Greg Locke. You've probably heard his name before. He's a charlatan of the highest order. I don't think there's anybody in his congregation that's actually wearing a mask, to be honest with you. Just judging from how adamant he has been from the beginning of this pandemic. But just in case, he wants to let everybody know that he's going to kick you out if you wear a mask to his church. The publicity stunt, by the way. He wanted to get on CNN. He wanted to make headlines. That's all he does. He says incendiary things to get headlines. Can you play for us? Government ain't hurt one bit. So uh, all that... To say, don't believe this Delta variant nonsense. Don't believe what? Stop it. Stop it. I know right wing watch watching. I don't care. If they go through round two and you start showing up all these masks and all this nonsense, I'll ask you to leave. I will ask you to leave. I am not playing these Democrat games up in this church. If you want a social distance, go to First Baptist Church, but don't come to this one. I'm done with it. I said I'm done with it. I ain't playing these stupid games. Bunch of pastors talking about how much they want to see people healed. You are playing a stupid game, sir, and you're going to win a stupid prize. We did the story yesterday of the conservative talk show host who's apparently in the ICU trying to recover from COVID who regrets mocking vaccinations. I've got a million stories like that I could have done tonight, sir. Some jackass that was mocking vaccinations died yesterday of the COVID. 
So play stupid games, win stupid prizes. They're afraid to baptize people because of a Delta variant. I'm sick of it. A stupid piece of shit. But this is all for publicity. I see him all the time. I, uh, being a troll on Facebook, he comments on every far-right piece of propaganda he can to try to be the top comment, to say something, oh, the Democrats want to send you to hell, or whatever the fuck he says. And he's got a shit ton of merchandise that you can buy from his website while apparently believing in a book that says, Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. The goddamn Bible literally says to watch out for people like Pastor Greg Locke. Can I get an amen? Moving from Tennessee to Tokyo. Tokyo has just hit a new high in COVID-19 cases. As of today. Today. I guess it's a really good thing for us here in the middle of this pandemic that there is nothing going on in Tokyo right now that would warrant our concern. Oh shit. Two athletes, 12 security staff test positive for COVID-19. Two athletes, including a Dutch tennis player and 12 security staff for the games have tested positive for the coronavirus. Gigi News Agency reported on Tuesday. That's that's all the Reuters article has at the moment. They are not the only athletes to test positive. I was hoping it would give like a running count of the athletes that have tested positive so far and the people in their bubble. Here, let's let's watch this little piece here. Tokyo Olympics organizers reported seven new games-related COVID-19 cases, including two athletes, on Tuesday. Local news reported an Olympic tennis player from the Netherlands and 12 game security staff have tested positive for the coronavirus. That's despite setting up a bubble system at the Tokyo Games Village, where around 11,000 people are staying. It includes testing at the facility's border. The total count in the village since July 1st is 155 cases. Tropical storm Nepertark hovering around Japan's east coast is another headache for organizers. By the way, that's something I haven't had a chance to get into just because, like, the fucking news. There's so much news coming at us. I wanted to show the fucking wow videos from China and Germany of the flooding. That side of the world getting hit by just monster floods. Over here in America, we're in a sweltering heat wave right now. It's supposed to get up to like 107 or 109 tomorrow? God damn. Wind and rain near Tokyo Bay delayed the start of the women's triathlon early in the morning and also disrupted surfing, rowing, and archery medal events. Tokyo is forecast to receive nearly an inch and a half of rain over the next 24 hours. Oh, wow. According to the Japan Meteorological Agency. 
Although facing delays, athletes could welcome a slight break from the extreme heat that had earlier caused an Olympic archer to collapse. God damn. Well, at least they're not hot over there. Unfortunately, though, all the COVID cases and shit, that, that's not the only controversy surrounding the Olympics. Apparently, I don't, I don't watch sports. I don't keep up with the Olympics. I don't... To me, the Olympics is nothing but a collection of sports that nobody would pay to watch individually. That's probably demeaning and I shouldn't say that. I, I don't watch them when they, they bunch them together either. But I've got respect for the athletes. You know, apparently, fucking Simone Biles has had just bullshit thrown at her the entire time. I don't know the whole story. I can't tell you for sure. But apparently, that like, they've wanted to judge her differently to try to level the playing field. They accused her of causing other competitors to attempt dangerous moves or some shit. Like, what the fuck? Just let the woman go out and dominate. That's what sports are for. I don't, I don't get it. What, why do people have their dicks hard about this woman? I've seen many people say that she is the greatest gymnast of all time. I, I assume that's a fact. I, I have actually seen some of her routine. She is incredibly amazing. This is... She has dropped out, apparently. I do not know the circumstances. She says that it was a mental health issue. This was her comments after dropping out of the games. No, um, no injury, thankfully, and that's why I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured, so I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now, and they should be really proud of themselves for how well they did last minute having to go in. Um, and it's been really stressful, this Olympic Games, I think, just as a whole, um, not having an audience. There. I bet, I bet with all the COVID shit and the delay and then all the extra pressure that they have shoveled on you, ma'am, I am sorry for all the bullshit. And you're not the only athlete getting bullshit in the media. I probably, we're going to get into that, too. Lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. It's been a long year. Um, so just a lot of different variables, and I think we're just a little bit... Too and people there at the games are going to come out of it with long COVID? Too stressed out, um, but we should be out here having fun, and sometimes that's not the case. I just felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat, uh, work on my mindfulness, and I knew that the girls would do an absolutely great job, and I didn't want to risk the team a medal for uh, kind of my screw-ups because they've worked way too hard for that. So I just decided that the, those girls need to go in and do the rest of the competition. Yeah, we're going to take it a day at a time. I know tomorrow that we have um, a half day or at least the morning off. Um, so it'll be a good mental rest. And so we'll take it from there. Struggling with men mental health issues? Yeah, I say um, put mental health first because 
if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not Absolutely. going to eat as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are rather than just battle through it. Hell yeah. It was definitely something that was unexpected. Um, we were kind of emotional when we found out that she wasn't going to continue and you know we all just had to put our minds in a great position because at the end of the day we were just out there to show what we needed to show and we put our we went up and did what we did and i'm just very proud that we were able to do that well congratulations apparently they won a silver silver medal i guess that's good or something i don't know I'm just playing. I know what a silver medal means. I can't say silver medal means. Non-binary skateboarder makes Olympics history and is misgendered while doing it. Well, fuck, that sucks. I am so sorry to you, Alana Smith of Team United States. Skateboarder Alana Smith made history as the first openly non-binary athlete to compete for Team USA at the Olympics, but their landmark moment was marred by misgendering from commentators. Smith competed in the women's skateboarding street event on Sunday and even had their pronouns etched onto their skateboard. But sports commentators, including Todd Harris and Paul Zitzer, for NBC Sports in the U.S. and Mark Churchill and Ed Lay for the BBC in the U.K. referred to Smith with the wrong pronouns throughout, much to the disappointment of the LGBT plus fans. A U.S.-based trans journalist called it journalistic malpractice. No one should have to be misgendered on an international stage like this. According to Brittany, uh, Brittany de la Kretza, Kretaz. Shout out to Alana Smith, the first openly non-binary athlete to, uh, to represent the U.S. in an Olympic Games. Indeed, shout out. In the U.K., Olympic fans noted that the BBC commentary uh, kept misgendering Smith even when other countries' commentators had corrected themselves. Americans were having trouble at first, but seemed to have gotten it together, one Twitter fan wrote. BBC still hasn't. Yes, they should at least try to use the correct pronouns. Alana Smith said that gender doesn't matter. This profile on the Olympics website notes they are non-binary and use the pronouns they, them, and uses the, and uses the correct pronouns for them throughout their profile. However, at the top of that page, this gender is listed as female. As previously told USA Skateboarding, I don't want to be known as a good female skateboarder. I just want to be known as a good skater, someone that made a difference. Gender doesn't Gender shouldn't matter. Now, why in skateboarding would those... Why, why divide skateboarding into men's and women's? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So here's a example of it. Now times for Pamela Hosa, Alana Smith. Well, 
No. They. They. No. Fans continue to point out the mistakes made by BBC commentators. When it came to Smith's pronouns, their colleagues, BBC sports reporter Tim Warwood, weighed in. I'm sure the boys would, of course, apologize to Alana. He added, I hadn't seen anything regarding gender, and I'm 100% sure they hadn't either, hence the mistake. Alana Smith competed in the preliminary rounds on Sunday, but did not qualify for the finals. Well, congratulations for getting to compete. That's awesome. But hey, you know, apparently we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't be watching the Olympics. They're anti-American. They're too woke. See what Fox News has to say about the Olympic athletes. Joining me now for a reaction. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly of the Rush Limbaugh Show. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. And, of course, you can hear him nationally with the magic of that invention called the Internet. Uh, James, welcome aboard. Nice to see you again, sir. Tammy, thank you for having me on. Great to be with you. And, wow. Who is this woman? You have covered the state of America in a way that I think needs tremendous attention. You know, I have to say, you know, sports, what's really important about sports, all of us understand this, is the nature that it it shows us that, you know, you can lose a a battle and win the war, right? That is a key life lesson about sports, uh, that there's going to be ups and downs. And so I would fully hope and expect that Team USA comes back. But what do you think of my premise, that this is like a microcosm of the attitude that is permeating everywhere here? We see it in sports. We see it with the Olympics. But it affects our home life. It affects business. We saw with the poll, it affects the optimism for the future. Uh, Where do you think this is headed and what can we do about it? Now, Tammy, normally I would say to you, okay, I'm not buying it because athletes are so competitive and they're worried about their own competitive state and their own achievement that they wouldn't let these kind of things hurt them. But then again, look at what they are being competitive with now. The competition isn't about being the very best that you can be on the athletic field. The comp- I want to point out they are showing pictures of the soccer team. Apparently, I don't know anything about sports. Apparently, the soccer team, the women's U.S. soccer team, is like the greatest women's soccer team ever. Like, ever. So, and and just this, this is just one loss. Apparently, they dominate almost all the time. But now, Vox, this is one of those things where... Um, you learn about this in statistics, right? So, like, you're always, there's this thing, like, you know, you're thinking to somebody and then they call. And you're like, oh, wow, that couldn't have been a coincidence, right? But it's because, like, you know, you were, you're only thinking about a handful of people and you're not thinking about all the times that, you know, you weren't thinking about the person they called. Or that you were thinking about them and they didn't call. You put emphasis on the one time that you were thinking about them and they called. They're, they're making that same fallacy, right? So they're saying that the wokeness cost the soccer team. When in reality, they've been woke for years and they've been dominating. But they never, Fox News never came out and said, Oh, they're dominating because they're woke. Petition seems to be about being the best you can for the media. 
being the not high enough for this shit. So that you can have your face on the media proving how woke you are. Do you remember when the Olympics were fun? When athletes used to, yeah. used to show up, we used to mock. Remember when the Olympics were fun? That they weren't just a mass fucking genocide? <laughs> a mass spreader event that's going to result in a a die-off of people all around it? Remember, remember, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Marvel at their performances. Marvel at their individual achievement. Today, the news stories aren't about their achievements. The news stories are about everything but their achievements. You people! You people are the ones talking about that shit! Fox News is the one reporting on the culture wars! If you think there's a problem... And you want to talk about their achievements, fucking praise them for their achievements, instead of talking about the culture war. But no, no, that's what your fans want. That's what makes you the money. That's what sells advertising on your show. You're full of shit. You want the culture war, because you've got no policy to talk about, sir. I do see one bright spot in all this, though, something I do support. And that is the number of women in the Olympics that finally are saying... And it's apparently not free fucking speech. It's not free fucking speech. You anti-cancel culture warriors apparently want to cancel Olympic athletes because they didn't say what you wanted them to say. Fuck. Hey, we've had enough being objects for you guys to look at with the little bikinis with our butts hanging out. We want to play sports and we want to do so in a manner that we think is dignified. And I support that. Wait wait a minute. Wasn't that like a... That had nothing to do with the Olympics, wasn't it? (laughs) Like that was just a... A volleyball team in, like, Norway or some shit? Which I agree. Didn't the Olympics say that one woman's shorts were... No, how was it? Yeah, they said they said her shorts were too long or some shit. They've really been wanting to police women's uh, attire. You see, and I... You know, uh, that's a great point. I know that the German team has also changed its uniform entirely... But that speaks to the individual's desire to to be more powerful in the implementation of their sport, either through the team or as an individual. But when you've got coaches that have, like Popovich, who's been speaking very openly about uh, hating the country effectively, uh, how can you move forward in anything you do if misery and resentment cloud your mind when when competing is can be about pride for a company? Pride for the country. I don't. I don't understand how you people are the ones that hate the country when all you do is bitch and complain. If bitching and complaining determines who hates the country, you guys win the Olympic fucking medal. Not you two specifically. I've never seen you two chuckle fucks before. Either of you. And if you think America's really this bad. Why would you be compelled to do better? And then, James, the difference between perhaps teammates who might not feel the way you do and the danger these days about not agreeing right. on a political issue. Right. The re- the reason- wait, 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 wait. So she feels that the woke athletes should self-censor themselves in order to be concerned about the feelings of the other athletes on the team that may not agree with them because of free speech. What sort of fucking pretzel logic was that? Then, James, 
the difference between perhaps teammates who might not feel the way you do and the danger these days about not agreeing right. on a political issue. Right, the, re the resentment that comes inside a team. And now you're, you're wondering what your teammates think of you if you are pro-American. Imagine that. And so here's, here's what we're left with. And you people aren't pro-American. You like to wrap yourselves in the flag and then act like nothing you do can be criticized. You fucking pieces of shit. It's going to affect the way that you do. Right-wingers are morons. Are the most highly tuned athletes in the world. And look what is put before yeah. them. Before they are on the world stage. It's a shame. And you know what else is a shame, Tammy? It's a shame that when the women's soccer team lost, there were many in America who said good. They right. deserve yeah. to They're on your side! Your side said good! They lost! And like the irony of this fat fuck, and I don't want to, I don't want to uh, shame somebody for their appearance, this fat fuck. Talking about finely tuned athletes. Holy shit. I just want to point that out. Like I would have never mentioned his weight if he wasn't like, I'm going to give my opinion on these finely tuned athletes before I eat this fucking rack of rib. <laughs> you know, this is, this is what's difficult, and yet it has become, instead of bringing us together, we see it, of course, here at home with sports teams, it becomes this fight. Uh, and, you know, we can already the ratings have indicated Americans, you know, we've lost this. Uh, and so I really thank you so much for your perspective, James. Great stuff as always. Thank you, sir. Great. The ratings, the ratings for everything have been down historically. That's what I saw them share out a post about the Olympics ratings this year. People are out partying because they think COVID is over. They aren't watching the fucking Olympics. And aren't the Olympics on in like. Like the middle of the night or some shit. The Olympics start here in like a few hours or, or something. I'm sure that where they take place from in the world and what time they come on in the U.S. affects the U.S. ratings for the Olympics. Called a lurking variable in statistics. So moving on to... A former Fox host now. Okay, so normally... Got reamed by a current MSNBC host. This is Tiffany Cross. I'm not familiar with Tiffany Cross, but she seems pretty cool. And she has an issue with Megyn Kelly. You guys know I use this time to address something or someone relevant who has warranted some sort of ire from the community. However, this... Now, apparently Megyn Kelly has an issue with a an athlete... But it isn't an Olympic athlete. It's one that's competing in the tennis uh, Wimbledon Open something or other. I know nothing about sports. I'm sorry. Taking a slightly different approach and addressing someone completely irrelevant. I'm speaking, of course, about Megan Kelly. The 50-year-old bully is trying to bulldoze her way back into relevance that only comes to women like her for being a provocateur, not for offering any type of intellectual input. Nevertheless, Truth. here we are. Why? Because the blackface connoisseur who had to apologize for ridiculously asking why it was racist for white people to wear blackface for Halloween 
is now going after someone who's less didn't she also say something about like jesus is just white and like santa is white or something am i am i misremembering that that was megan kelly wasn't it hold on i might be wrong Nope, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong at all. In Slate, they have a piece uh, on .com. Santa Claus should not be a white man anymore. And when I saw this headline, I kind of laughed. And I said, oh, this is so ridiculous. Yet another person claiming it's racist to have a white Santa. You know, and by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. But this person is just arguing that that maybe we should we should also have a black Santa. But, you know, Santa is what he is. And just so you know, we're just debating this because someone wrote about it, kids. I didn't hear her say that Jesus was white. I thought that was in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Very racist. Less than half her age, but has twice her intelligence. 23-year-old Naomi Osaka, who announced she would not participate in post-match interviews, uh, conferences during the French Open, and ultimately ended up leaving altogether and withdrawing from Wimbledon, citing her own mental health. Now, Kelly accused Osaka of not being genuine after the tennis star beautifully graced the covers of multiple magazines, which were, of course, shot months prior which Osaka explained in a since-deleted tweet. Now, we reached out... Sounds like Megyn Kelly is a hater. ...but did not get a response. But when Osaka understandably blocked Kelly on Twitter, this woman said that Naomi just didn't like tough questions. Such insight from the land of the inconsequential. But also, girl, bye. First, shout out to all of you out there prioritizing your mental health, especially when dealing with someone who spews nonsense like this. By the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. Oh, I didn't know she was going to play it. Okay. Second, to all you Karens watching at home, please make a list for your white Santa and pray to your white Jesus for a life. Please. Because we're out here living our best ones. Fighting on the front lines to preserve... White Jesus. ...at the highest levels of government, making long overdue and necessary changes in newsrooms winning Emmys while twirling on our haters. We come from a long line of torchbearers, lighting fires that illuminate the world and burn away chains. So it's no coincidence that Snow White and the seven dumb takes she's had recently uh-huh. target black women. The amazing luminary, Nicole Hannah-Jones, whom Kelly went after over the 1619 Project, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, who Kelly said should stop whining about the treatment of baby Archie, Olympic hammer thrower Gwen Berry, who Kelly suggested be removed from the Olympics due to her protest. Kelly is really just trying to crawl her way back into social relevance and into the hearts of Fox News viewers by regurgitating their favorite attacks, all while benefiting from the work that we do. We're quite used to it. But attacks that seem, you know, awfully racist and misogynistic. Punching above your weight. You keep asking for this smoke that you really don't want. You want to act like a high school mean girl, and you'll get treated that way. Sit down, be humble, while our left stroke keeps going viral. Let the grown women speak. You're not invited to this table. You don't have the range. 
Hit her with a little Kendrick Lamar there. <laughs> Speaking of rappers. Apparently they are not immune from homophobia. The baby making headlines over the weekend. Tried to defend his homophobic grant with more disgusting comments. Let me let me see if I can pull up the original video. This is from the 25th. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the L. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like the L. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like the Let's be L. real about this shit. Who gives a fuck if you're sucking dick in the parking lot? Fellas, if you want to suck a dick in the parking lot, do it. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all suspect as a motherfucker, let's be real. I, I assume this is a dude that wanted to suck a dick in the parking lot, and he's projecting on his audience. Well, let's hear his explanation. That's called a call to action. That's what that's called, because I'm a live performer. I'm the best live performer. I'm the live show killer. You interact with your fans. You get what I'm saying? Look, all the lights went up. Gay or straight, you want to? Son, I'm a huge music fan. I know, I know I've heard of you. I've heard of your name. I don't, I'm not familiar with any of your songs. I don't think you're the best performer. You would not be on my list. I'm not out of touch either. Spotify gives me my release radar every week and it's full of current artists. I, I just like, I don't think you're you're the best, sir. I don't know why. Because even my gay fans don't got fucking AIDS. Stupid ass n- They don't got AIDS. My gay fans, they take care of themselves. They ain't going for that. They ain't, they ain't no nasty gay Well, we, we all getting on prep. They ain't no junkies. You know what I'm saying? On the street. Yeah, you talking about Then I said, if you ain't suck dick in the rolling loud parking lot, put your cell phone light up. You know what my gay fans did? Put that motherfucking light up, Because my gay fans, they ain't got They ain't going for that. They got class, They ain't sucking no dick in no parking lot, You got to get a room, What the hell is this shit on top of your head? You talking about class? wait till they go to the crib, They ain't just going to be out here just... Doing no anything, yeah. If they a fan of me, they got them. They on some big dog shit. We ain't just going for nothing. You know? I think you're full of yourself. Even my gay fans got standards. Y'all tripping. Speaking of full of himself, what the fuck is going on with Kanye? Why is he walking around with a stocking on his head? Did he ever drop that album? It's supposed to come out on Friday. I'll listen to it. I don't think it came out. Y'all tripping. Y'all bringing negative attention and energy upon yourselves and the ones that's doing it is people who didn't even attend the show so this shit don't concern y'all at all hold on hold on i got i can't listen to this motherfucker talk and i've, I've been running down and shit hold on let me open spot this, this is really cool is i can play the song spotify doesn't uh act as if it's desktop audio so i can actually Play the song on Spotify here. I can listen to it, and it won't play for you guys. Spotify will open. Let's, uh... The Baby. What's your top song, dude? 
apparently I have his top song in my library already. It is Rockstar featuring Roddy. Has over a billion fucking uh, spins. Shit. All right, let's check this shit out. Off. Hold on, hold on. I forgot, I actually have to put it into my headphone jack. Opposed to my board's headphone. Give this shit a listen here. I'm listening to Da Baby, Rockstar. Make sure we're cranking it so we can really hear it. It's not bad. It's it's not bad, but I mean, you're not the best, dude. What the fuck? Uh, that's kind of the way I think about like Drake. Like I will not remember. I just listened to that song, that rock star that has a billion fucking spins on Spotify. I wouldn't know it's the baby if I heard it again. It's just it it's kind of generic. Sorry, dude. You're not the fucking best. What? Listen, y'all, y'all bitches who like to buddy in on, on goddamn other people business. And, and, ju- and just just to be clear, if you have a billion fucking spins on Spotify, I guarantee you're not the best. Because, like, the best isn't going to appeal to everyone. The lowest common denominator will appeal to will appeal to everyone. You're not the best. And all this shit. Shut the fuck up. I wanted you shut the fuck up. my motherfucking gay fans and goddamn making them feel uncomfortable in they skin because you done goddamn seen some shit that you wasn't supposed to see anyway. But Oh, you're upset that the fans uh, took a cell phone video. You're going to go all Maynard on their asses. Listen, Little Nas X is way better than this motherfucker. If you have uh, the inclination to go listen to the baby, do yourself a favor and turn it off and listen to Little Nas X, who is like my favorite fucking Twitter troll right now. I think Rolling Loud for streaming the shit. You ain't supposed to see that shit anyway. You ain't take the time. Or the, or the energy or the dollar to bring your ass up there to the show so you ain't supposed to get it. It ain't supposed to translate. Do a little six-second clip on the cell phone. You see what I'm saying? That wasn't for y'all. Shit don't concern y'all. Shit concerning the-
that was there, gay or straight, or goddamn both, or whatever, all that shit, man. Don't none of that shit matter to me. What mattered to me when I'm on that stage? It seems like it mattered to you, sir. And that's what the fuck I did. But as my boy was in the crop top on the front row, I cut up with him. Yeah, I don't think he did himself any favors with his explanation there. Your rapper attempted to clear up his vile comments Monday, posting a video and claiming his words weren't directed at his gay fans because they're not nasty gay. Yeah. Also, getting involved in the controversy is T.I., who seemingly defended the baby's homophobic comments online, commenting, if Lil Nas X can... Oh, oh let's, let's listen to it. So, I guess, you know what I'm saying, social... Oh, like, I've been taking up for you, T.I., because I felt bad, like, Usher made you feel bad. And, like, I watched your Tiny Desk concert, and it was really fucking good. You can actually sing... Why you why you gotta why you gotta stick your nose in this? And words are often misconstrued. And to be honest with you, if if, if homosexuals have more rights than heterosexual people, just say that. Homosexuals have more rights than heterosexual people. What? What? <laughs> Where in the fuck are you getting this from? Homosexuals have more rights than heterosexual people. What? Sir, you can be fired in several states still for being gay. You can be discriminated against that. Look, I don't even have time to go in all the ways that gay people still face discrimination in our society. You. Wow. Just say that. Let's let that be the law. Is that the law? Also, you're fucking, you're acting like a right winger and you're driving and talking into your phone. I respect gays, especially the ones who have the courage and the bravery to step out and live in their truth. You know what I mean? I respect that. I think any human being, man, walking this earth who has the bravery and the courage to live their truth unapologetically, I respect that. But that, I, I respect it the same way if you're a heterosexual person. I respect I respect it the same way. So I don't even see what, uh, what all the hoopla about. Some of y'all motherfuckers just be up in arms and fake caring about shit just because you ain't got shit else going on in your life for real. You dig? Ain't nothing in the world gonna make me hate nobody just because they do something different in the bedroom than I do. Ain't none of my business. Ain't none of my business. Zero. Give a damn what you doing. What you did. Know your ass. Uh, how is this defending the baby? Who asked me? Who asked you, motherfucker? You on my motherfucking life? What is she talking about? Ask me, motherfucker. You motherfucker feel like you can goddamn get on here and goddamn express your opinions and say what the fuck you want to say, but because people are celebrities, they just supposed to shut the fuck up? No. What is wrong with you? I mean, it's just not realistic. But like I said, man, you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of respect. For motherfuckers like look for uh, Lil Nas X and motherfuckers like Frank Ocean, you know what I mean? Motherfuckers who step out there and live their truth, honest with themselves. Doesn't seem like it. A lot of you motherfuckers out there hiding your truth, and that's that's the whole shit. That's 
what's not respectable. It, it, it wouldn't be the fact that you're gay. It would be the fact that you, man, you out here front. Front like you ain't. If you is, be proud. Shit. Well, they can't be proud when they got people like the baby up on stage running them down for no fucking reason. Calling them nasty and shit. God damn it. That didn't make any sense, T.I. Fuck. Right-wingers aren't the only morons. Alright, I need a palate cleanser after this. Let's check out Prairie Dog Chuck. This is the best of Prairie Chuck. You should totally go follow the Facebook page, Animals Doing Things. I think Chuck I I, I think Chuck has his own page. So I thought I was gonna plug his page here. And check out Prairie Dog Chuck. Look at the little fucker! I didn't know what it was at first. Like I, I thought it like it was a little cat or a woodchuck or something prairie dog it rides in the fucking car look at him he's adorable yeah prairie chuck on instagram check him out the fucking pog doesn't know what to think Aww. I'd want him to sleep with me like all my like all my other furry animals. Come, get in bed. Ah! Ah, that's adorable! Him staring down the puppy! Ah! He's mauling a trash panda. Furry Chuck is fucking cool as shit. He's scaring the birds off. Oh, I like watching him interact with puppies. He just booped a snoot. a woodchuck or a, a prairie uh, dog on a horse. That is cute as shit. I, I love this shot of him sitting in his lap. <laughs> oh shit I do see how far I am behind on Twitch that is so weird that I've not been live with you guys it's like 10 minutes behind oh shit what's gonna happen when I raid a channel this is weird fuck 
Uh, because I don't know what's going on tonight, uh, I'm going to send you over, if you're watching on Twitch, you kind of have to be watching on Twitch because I'm not on Facebook or YouTube anymore. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Trump Clone. He's an AI Trump. Ask him questions. He will answer. It's super fun. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. Apparently, there are viewers in here, and that's kind of weird to me. So since there are people in here, I'll actually send you to a real channel now. I didn't know, I don't know what's going on with my stream tonight. And I apologize. I apologize for the technical issues. There are people here. We'll send you over. We'll send you to Polly. You're up by last night. Say hey to Polly people. I'll come in and hang out for a little bit. If you're on Twitch, you're heading over to Polly people. Click on her channel. Be sure to give her the views. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night and hopefully not have these issues on the Troll Patrol live.